Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. A binge-worthy show about Jesus? The Chosen Season 3 is here. Come and see what the buzz is about. The Chosen explores the imperfect and messy relationships of real humans following Jesus. All Season 3 episodes are available now. Stream every episode for free. Plus, watch exclusive content like The After Show, only in the new Chosen app. Download The Chosen app on mobile and TV streaming devices. Visit BingeJesus.com to learn more. All right, welcome everybody. Uh, it is uh, the California primary day, and uh, from what I'm reading, nobody's voting. So um, this idea that everybody would get a ballot in the mail <laughs> would help turnout uh, is not working. No, people are not even taking a moment to fill them out and put them in a mailbox or in one of those special yeah. lock boxes. It's not happening. It's more junk mail. Nobody cares. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was so empty at the polling place in my neighborhood. Guy actually came over my house this morning. He said, uh, I got nothing to do. I know you're going to vote. You always do vote. So we did it in my dining room table. Cool. Wasn't, it, wasn't that nice to have a little uh, uh, house But that's call? kind of ballot harvesting, isn't it? <laughs> well, you it's know, a little tricky there. He says, I got nothing to do. I got nothing uh, to do at the polling you Polling see, place. well, some guy, I got to look up the story, did get charged with ballot harvesting. It, like, it finally charged happened. Charged with ballot harvesting? They legalized it. No, some states it's not legal. It wasn't oh, California. Oh, It's not legal in sta- many states. No, it, and it shouldn't be. No, no. So. <laughs> Only corrupt, crooked states have ballot harvesting. Yeah, it's... so it shows you in some places where it's, uh, it's illegal, there are people that, no, that go out of their way to collect ballots. Uh, I went to the wrong polling center at first. Uh, they moved it on me. Uh, they, they've moved it. Uh, for, it's been in four different places over the years. And uh, usually it's at the rec center where I work out. And uh, the guy told me there, he goes, oh, yeah, they're going to have the voting here in a few days. So I went there and the place was locked up. So I you go, counted on the guy. Who is the guy? 
he, he tends the grounds, you know. The he, guy that tends the grounds yeah, well, told I mean, you, he, sure, come on back. <laughs> I was it, gonna, usually they send you a sample ballot and it has a little polling place on it. I don't read that. How many times do I have to tell you? I you don't, don't read, read anything. I don't read the mail, okay? The mail is only bad news. Right, I but never get sent you back. You had to find the. How'd you find mm. the polling place? Well, then? you go online and you type in your address, and it tells you oh. where to go. And so I found it, and uh, I went in there, and there, there was a lot of empty machines. Thing is, it took me a while. There's that. There were thirty-two races on my ballot. Thirty-two. Yeah, it's all the statewide offices. It's a lot of legislature. City it's well, Congress. It's a lot of city offices. And then, yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't get the L.A. ballot. It's oh, probably true and, for and, you. And those judges. Oh, yeah, it's I, like I, controller and all that crap. I, and city I, attorney. City attorney. And, I, skipped, um, I skipped most of the, uh, I, all of the judges and some of the other stuff. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know, why am I qualified to vote on a judge? Why is anyone qualified to be uh, a the, judge? There's one reason you vote on a judge, and here it is. Do not pick a public defender. Yeah. I so suppose. what I did was I just picked anybody that wasn't a public defender, yeah. and there obviously a lot of them were prosecutors. I just picked prosecutors. Prosecutors. I mean, I mean that might be a bad idea if they're Gascon style prosecutors. Well, that's the but, thing you can't uh, you can't trust anymore. I know, but I just I decided know if there were... I would vote for the judges, but avoid the public defenders because yeah, well, that just can't be a good turn. I, I I skipped a lot of the pages. I mean, I, what I what I what I cared about was the mayor, the mayor's race, and. Did I care about anything else? I mean, the I sheriff. Vote, I voted for oh, uh, the sheriff, yes, and uh, Michael Schellenberger for governor. Uh, that was that was the ones I cared about, and I voted for other people, but I don't know. Nah, well, oh, nobody I, really voted. I think we're going to find out that this turnout well, is probably is, less than twenty percent of the registered vote, or something like that. Standing there, thirty percent is what they're thinking. Standing there, I understood because it's a lot of names, a lot of names. There are races where there's no competition for the incumbent Democrat. And, um, you know, how much time do I have in my life to investigate two dozen candidates uh, for a particular office? I, 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 it's, just, it's just, I don't know, too much. It's just all too much. Yeah, and you so, say that, and we put out a voter guide. Imagine how your average person is ex- getting exactly. that. Exactly. They'll be like, well, what? That occurred to me. I'm standing here, and it's like, you know what? I'm paid to know this stuff, and I don't know a lot of this stuff, and I don't care. So See, what, what they're going to do is this is why there's calls to make voting mandatory. Remember, there's, yeah. this comes around every couple of years when the what, turnout is what, dismal. What are they going to do? Uh, Arrest people? You, uh... <laughs> <laughs> they, they would, if I took a, a crap in, inside the polling center, they wouldn't arrest me. They're going to arrest me if I don't vote? Uh, yeah, well. You know, it's funny, I grabbed the mail, I think it was yesterday, and I thought, because it was kind of a glossy fold-out flyer, and I thought it was for a candidate, but then I saw in big, bold letters, Ohio. Ohio. And it's addressed to me, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then the front does say, Jobs Ohio, next stop Ohio. Sure enough, it's apparently an Ohio campaign to try to bring me and my business to their state. Uh, I never got anything like like Texas never sent me this, and Texas always steals California jobs and people. I was at all roads lead to Ohio, it says. Mm. There's more than one road to success, and Ohio is at the end of them all. Did you know that? Well, maybe we should move the show to Ohio. Uh, they, they are number nine in tech field patents among all states. There you go. Did, well, you, did you know that? I did not know that. No. 23.15% venture capital growth rate in Ohio. They have a thriving economy. 
Uh, new business filings through July of last year increased by 32% compared to the same time period. So Ohio is on the move, John. I, I thought it was one of the Rust Belt states that people have given up well, on. Well, you know, you can't just uh, complain about being a Rust Belt state forever. At some point, it's 2022. The factories aren't coming back. You ought to do something. There's a billion tech companies in the world. Yeah, give them all uh, free land and no taxes and uh, put yeah, your That's not to in work. here. It doesn't say, here's your incentive. Uh, we're going to give you a big tax break. It's not down here. Uh, I bet you there are, though. That's the but only it's way. It's definitely to... geared towards a business moving there. It's not really geared to me just be, personally moving there. Be, who would be, really want to be in Ohio? It's a lot of cold. Because what you and... do is you give them, uh, you know, a break, big break on the property tax, and you get a windfall on uh, the sales taxes, the uh, property taxes on the homes, the new uh, the new people who've moved in, buy. Yeah, there's there's ways you take you you make up the money from the employees. Because uh, they're all going to come to town and they're going to buy cars and they're, they're going to buy homes and they're going to make income and you you can tax that too. You just uh, leave the business alone. Let them let them squat there for free. But doesn't this tell you where we've gotten to in California when Ohio feels like eh, we can probably pick off a few people? Let's send out a mass mm-hmm. mailing. This is from the Ohio uh, Economic Development Corporation. I uh, guess it's a government agency. I don't know, but think about that. I mean. That never would have thought about that 10 years ago or even no. five years no, ago. No, people would have that laughed. states like Ohio think they can pick off Californians yeah, and their businesses. People used to laugh at the idea of anyone moving out of California anywhere, right? If you said Texas, much, it's like, yes. oh, it's humid. There's uh, mosquitoes there or something, you know? <laughs> uh, and, and everybody laughed at all this stuff. And now it's you don't anymore. Even Ohio, it's like, ah, eh, well, maybe you got a big tech industry there. That might. Have, I mean, the cost of living is probably really low. And the uh, th- thing is, the cities adapt. If they get an influx of, let's say, people who are more interested in nice restaurants and the arts, you'll, you'll see. They'll, you know, the, the people who have those businesses will move in and supply those uh, services to the new population. And, yeah. and suddenly your backwater Midwest town isn't so backwater anymore. Maybe so. that's what's going to happen because beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people started to rethink where they live and what they're doing. So it's probably even continuing into you know, this year where know, people are still thinking about those things. You, and, you you can't allow tens of thousands of people to live in the streets in such an insane manner forever. Eventually, almost everyone will get fed up and and do something, and and that and that's what's happening. Uh, well, that's why I voted for Rick Caruso, and uh, oh, who else I vote for that I cared about? Uh, Tracy Park. To replace Mike oh, right, Bonin. the seat. So uh, if you're on the west side, it's Tracy Park for the city council. Because that's a race where there are a lot of candidates. Some of the, well, I don't, boy, this new system. Oh, well, you didn't, you didn't go in. You know, the system they have is they give you a sheet of paper and you load it into a machine and then you have a touch screen. But when there's 25 candidates, there's about only five that appear on the screen. And you've got to keep clicking more. And yeah. it scrolls up and more. I, I did vote up. that way a couple of years ago when they first came out uh, with those. You know, and and it's it's and it's a, a, a and the thing is they have confusing instructions at the bottom. It says more with an arrow, and that means scroll up. And underneath it says okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to what? <laughs> like I don't know what an okay means. So I that clicked okay weird. and I didn't get more. So oh, I got to click more and then vote and then I click okay. It's like well, you made this way too complicated. Give me a sheet of paper. And, of course, one of the other races that will be worth looking at is the one uh, up in uh, San Francisco to recall the DHS above 
Yeah. Only because, uh, well, it's good that it happens for them, but it may be uh, a good deal for uh, the L.A. County D.A. recall effort against George Gascon. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. You know, this is quite a find. And uh, just during the break there, I learned a couple of more things in this column that we did not talk about when it came out on May 7th. It could very well be that the next mayor of L.A. is not Rick Caruso, but it's Congresswoman Karen Bass. It's worth spending five minutes to talk about what's in this column by Steve Lopez from May 7th. First of all, we learn about the only real job she had that I can find. In 1990, she was a physician's assistant who worked in the emergency room at L.A. County USC Medical Center, which saw impoverished and homeless patients on a daily basis. Of course, that's in the story. I don't know that that's necessarily all they did there. But from there, it jumps to the fact that she was an activist who helped with other activists establish something called the Community Coalition, a nonprofit service provider whose goal was to organize a community to turn despair and homelessness into action. So we're talking about the 1990s. She's already <laughs> involved in this, and here we are, it's 2022. <laughs> then, of course, she just gloms on to politics. As you know, she was in the state legislature, where she was the speaker uh, for two of her six years there. Um, she's been in Congress since 2011. Uh, you scroll down, and it's sort of like, well, what are some of your accomplishments? Mostly the article by Steve Lopez is about homelessness, and we'll get to some of that coming up. But because um, you had said, John, what has she actually done? Yeah. In her time in the uh, in Washington D.C., and she uh, apparently was big on co-sponsoring and getting past the Family First Services Prevention Act, uh, called here a landmark child welfare reform package crafted with bipartisan congressional support. Well, I looked it up. I can't say I studied it every word of it, but do you know what the overriding approach is? Right. Then this is this is important. Keep the family together. Send them to parenting classes. Do what you have to do. Ah, where did we run oh, into that? Yeah, tell it to Gabriel Fernandez. Yeah. And those and two other boys who were killed by their mother and uh, boyfriends. Yes. Uh, and I remember in one of the cases, uh, it wasn't Gabriel Fernandez, it was one of the other little boys, um, not Noah Quattro either, it's the second boy whose name I can't come up. They did give parenting classes to the mother and her living boyfriend, but they still killed the child. So we can thank Karen Bass for this type of legislation because you and I kept talking about this when we were studying these cases and saying, where did this come from? This looks mm. to be uh, an overwhelming need to, quote, oh, keep mm. families together, what? even when they're evil people who are the parents who might kill the children and did end up killing the children. Yeah. Where did this failure come from? Oh, Karen Bass, what do you know? Um, there is, and this is a huge flaw with progressive people, this unfailing belief that somehow you can teach people, reform them, re rehabilitate them, put them in a program, and rewire their bad behavior. And in a lot of cases, you can't uh, because their brain structure uh, is damaged. It, it just doesn't function properly. And but they think if you go to enough classes, you get enough scolding, you can see how they react with COVID, for example. It's a lot of lecturing. It's a lot of scolding. It's a lot of rules. You well, know, it's a if, lot of government knows best. Right. It's exactly. A lot of uh, so uh, big daddy government. They think somebody, let's say, with a really bad temper or a bad drug problem that makes them violent and neglectful with their kids just has to go to a class. If you just go to a class, we'll teach you how not to be violent. 
Well, violent impulses are really hardwired in people's brains. And so is the, the predilection to abuse drugs. Now, here's the best part of this column, which I think a listener sent that I did not read this when it came out. But it's about homelessness. And um, she went on to talk about a couple of stories. And then finally she said she'd work with the county to create the clinics that never materialized after mental hospitals closed. <laughs> Quote, there's a big chunk of land in Palmdale. Maybe we could create a village out there. Well, what do you know? <laughs> she wants to dump homeless people in the desert. There you go. Could you believe that? It looks like we got common ground. Well, yeah, I know. I, I almost didn't. A lister sent this and it had just that quote. I'm like, I got to look this up. That can't be real. Um, and sure <laughs> enough, I did some more studying. And a man by the name of Juan Carrillo, who's a Palmdale City Council member, invited Bass to tour Palmdale following her proposal to export Los Angeles' homeless crisis there. Oh, really? This He's willing to take them in? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Just the opposite. Oh, I see. Upon learning of Bass's disparaging comments, Carrillo uh. said, I found opportunity in Southern California when I immigrated here from Mexico at 15. For most of my adult life, over 15 years, my wife and I have been blessed to live in beautiful Palmdale, California, raise our kids here. For far too long, politicians have neglected the Antelope and Victor Valleys, and too often the big city dismisses our community where families like mine live and send our kids to school as a dumping ground where they can ship off the problems in their communities that they cannot solve for themselves. We've had enough. That's... Oh, no, he's not welcoming this. Okay. He's saying, why don't you come here and see life here and stop with your ideas of dumping your L.A. homeless people into Palmdale. They, That's uh, what he's saying. They dump off a lot of Section 8 housing candidates in Lancaster. Oh, and how many sex offenders did they and dump sex there? offenders, that's right. How we... many stories have we done? Remember the pillowcase rapist? Yes. They wanted um, to stick him up there in the Antelope and Victor Valley somewhere. That, that documentary I was in, the one on Fox 11 a few weeks ago. Yes, about homeless. There was a clip of Catherine Barger, who is the L.A. County supervisor who represents that area. Right. And in the middle of it, and it was almost out of context. She just blurts this out. And, and, uh, and some people talk about dumping the homeless in Palmdale. That will never happen. She said something oh, she like that, that very strongly and clearly and slowly. That, that oh, I was, wonder if that followed uh, I, reading or, this column. I, maybe. And I wondered, it's like, well, where did that come from? It was almost a non sequitur. It's like, all right, so we're not dumping the homeless in Palmdale. Oh, I think who a lot said of people, we are? I mean, we were there a couple of times. A lot of people live up there, believe that's what, what L.A. County does all the time. They dump, as you just, yeah. you just gave oh, the I'm list. Sure, I'm sure they do. Homeless people and the sex offenders and anybody mm -hmm. else because they believe there's more room yeah. and they won't well, have as many neighbors. I want to, and... I want to be clear because we have a lot of listeners in Palmdale. When I say dump them in the desert, I mean the desert. I mean you take the 10 about what, like, two and a half out. There you go. Excellent idea. No, you go, go two and a half hours where there are no towns and build a village and a, a water pipeline. Uh, is that going to include a fence so they can't get out? Or yes. <laughs> Big no transportation. Fence. Correct. Oh, yes. There'll be no, no buses, no, no metro lines. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know that she took up the invitation, but he said, I'm inviting Congresswoman Bass to visit the Antelope Valley to meet with our community, learn our rich history, and work corroboratively she, without burdening valley residents. She has no ideas. And she has she, no ideas. She, had, she actually says that in the column. She yeah. says, I, I don't have anything new here. Yeah. So. I don't have any big ideas. No, uh, no. And, and apparently and, she was also on Fox News, if you can believe that. Fox News Channel, talking about her plan for crime. 
The one quote I enjoyed, I didn't watch the interview. The one quote is, we'll send more police to areas where people want them. <laughs> you, you see that? That's how she tries to play the middle. Because <laughs> she knows that there are voters that distrust the police and want to defund yep. the police. So she doesn't want to offend them. Uh-huh. We'll send more. But what about if that's not where the crime is? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I guess she's learned after 25 years well, how to be a real politician. Italia also shows that, you know, not, not the sharpest not the sharpest tool in the drawer, okay? You don't you don't send them where the people want them. You send them where the crime is. That's no, number I, one. I almost got the impression that a lot of Democrats in L.A. didn't really want this job and didn't run for mayor. No, look. I don't think so. Look at some of the people who ran. I mean, yeah, I just, uh, uh, Kevin DeLeon. They've seen what happened to Garcetti, and they're like, well, I'm kind of the same guy or woman, yeah. so. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really I'll have. get torn up, too. Right. I just I just want higher office. I, I don't really want to deal with these problems. <laughs> I don't want to deal with dirty, homeless, and crime issues. No, I, I, I just want to use this as a springboard. All right, we got more coming up. That's why he never did anything useful. John and Ken KFI. Well, now you upset my afternoon. What's that? Jim Seals of Seals and Croft is dead, huh? Age 80. Diamond girl, doo doo. Well, they had quite a string of hits there in the 70s. Yeah. Some 80? Breeze. He was 80. He well, was 80. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. If he's already had the tunes out in the early 70s, he probably right. would be 80 years old. Uh, yeah, by the way, in sports news, the Angels fired their manager, Joe Madden, who I think is also around 80, but <laughs> uh, they have lost an incredible number of games in a row, and I guess the patience ran out. Yeah. And, and Joe Madden, sixty-eight. <laughs> I know he looks eighty to me, though. I've always looked. He's one of those guys that even when he was fifty, he looked eighty. Or yeah, he, but he's always looked the same, though. He never, he never looks like he's aging because he looked sixty-eight when he was thirty-eight. Yeah, I haven't seen him this year, but uh, yeah, well, last time I saw him, and he was the but the Tampa Bay manager for a while and the Cubs, and yeah, twelve in a row. Yeah, that's. That, it's still early in the season. Nobody nobody cares if you won a World Series with the Cubs when five years later you're losing 12 in a row. No, so. and they got off to a great start. They've just uh, run into a huge snag of losses. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the Department of Homeland Security, this became big breaking news this morning. Uh, they, uh, this To me, this is cover your ass because they put out a big generic warning that there are potential domestic violence events that could be happening in the coming months due to several high-profile events. And you may say, what high-profile events? Well, first, they wanted to point out that with the mass shootings that have been going on, there's always the chance of copycats. Thank you from the obvious desk. Appreciate <laughs> well, that. We needed a government. I think we're already seeing it. Yeah. Although, I can't, well, some of the guys put the manifestos <clears throat> out and say that they were inspired by other mass uh, shooters. It, but, it's, uh, yeah, are they busy at uh, the FBI scrolling through all the media channels? Social point. media channels. You guys tracking you guys, these people down. That's right. right. Go to all the And weird... it's also about the U.S. Supreme Court, which, uh, as you know, oh. they may issue a ruling any Don't. day now overturning Roe v. Wade. Yeah. So they think that that could. And, and still, people worked up over the 2020 election <laughs> might be worked up over the 2022 midterms. Uh-huh. Well, uh huh. Well, you know, though, the theme I saw through this is because it, it's the Department of Homeland Security, it's now Biden's. He's in charge. Yeah. Right? He assigns the DHS, that, that Mayorkas clown. There's a definite political angle to this. It's yeah. mostly concerns about crazy right-wing protesters. That's right. what a lot of it is. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, they, were, they were never worried when, uh, when uh, they were uh, bombing Portland every night for six months. 
No. When, when, they, when they took over a, a huge swath of Seattle and, and turned it into an armed encampment, right? They weren't worried about that. There was no investigation. There was no arrests. You know, when they burned 88 businesses down in the Fairfax district during the peaceful George Floyd protest. Yeah, but remember, was, like Occupy Wall Street, that was looking pretty rowdy and yeah, crazy. I, I don't know if there was a bunch of warnings back then that that could turn no, violent. That, but you're never, right, the summer of 2020 was really wild. There's there, there's nothing done when you have left-wing violence that is destructive and goes on for weeks or because months. Because they believe it's about social change <laughs> right. and it's necessary. That, that is proper. But right. if there is a faint whiff that six months there might be right-wing violence, then there's all kinds of announcements and warnings and press releases. and Okay. Having said that, because here comes the other side of this. We did get an email from Suzanne in Newport Beach. Do you want to know what Suzanne says, John Cobalt? Does she have a warning? It's about the Texas school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Mm -hmm. Nothing baffling here, John and Ken. Seriously, you're still not allowed to talk about what really happened. It's so obvious to the rest of us. You must not be allowed to come on and tell the truth. Uh, about how the school officers were told to stand down. Do you see where this is going to go already? Yeah. It's rich with detail. The cops were ordered to let it happen. Obviously bribed and blackmailed like all of our politicians are. The deep state mafia who owns Soros, Obama, Biden, etc. set this shooting up and paid $5,000 plus for the disturbed, barely 18-year-old to buy the two extremely expensive guns and ammo and make sure the door was propped open. The shooter had no reason to pick that particular place, but they needed a, a heart-tugging shooting of children to continue the gun removal conversation and take all guns as soon as mm. possible before Republicans take back the House and Senate. You see, because that's coming up in November. Is this true? Did this all happen? Obama was tasked with that job for his eight years in office. Uh -huh. And even though he worked with the CIA to manipulate psycho killers like <laughs> the one in Las Vegas at the concert, yeah. he couldn't get it done. So when Trump's set back their plan four years, they're ramping it up now. There'll be many more of these staged shootings. Although in this case, I think she's saying the children were really killed. Right. But the like shooter a... was paid and the police were told to stand down or they'll, I don't know. Right. Be so she, it's not like that, uh, those Sandy Hook claims from Alex Jones. That, that those were actors. The children were crisis actors and the parents right. were crisis actors. No, her take is, I guess her take is that they're, they are dead. Mm -hmm. But the... You know, um, when you're paranoid... Um, a lot of people who are paranoid think that there is a plan behind everything random that happens. They don't really believe in that there's just a lot of crazy people in the world, and there are, and crazy people do violent, impulsive things, uh, and they're evil. Uh, but they, they think that everything that happens, it, it was a script. It was a payoff. It That's was, exactly a good point. When you are tied into something, when your whole life revolves around following all the news that's that fits this particular part of your ideology let's say you really are worked up about those who are trying to pass gun control you're right you're going to see every story in uh, in that lens in that vein every story and, is just something connected to that and you know what's funny is they give supernatural abilities to people that ordinarily they think are dumb as a box of rocks right joe biden who probably takes an hour and a half to put on his socks every morning, suddenly is able to mastermind this intricate conspiracy of paying off uh, dozens of police officers to stand down while children are killed. Right, and that he's comfortable with all the children being killed. Yeah. I, uh, 
But I'm, you know, I'm glad she wrote to. And they're able to take a little thread of something, like the fact that why did he end up at that school? He just crashed his uh, pickup truck outside and ran in there, and uh, you know, just like that. That's just that's not a coincidence. That's weird. It's like you 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 can't explain why evil insanity does what it does. There's there's no way to explain the the specific details. It just boils over one day and it they, they comes flying out. All right, when we come back. We have a mayor's race in L.A. today, but we're going back in time. There's news about a former Los Angeles mayor coming up next. John and Ken Show. A quick reminder that uh, you can join our moist line by leaving a message via the iHeartRadio app, the talkback feature, hello, microphone, or uh, call the old moist line, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. We'll be joined by uh, former mayoral candidate Joe Buscaino, who I guess is working his way towards the Rick Caruso headquarters for tonight's L.A. mayoral election results. We'll give him a chat coming up at 3.05 on the John and Ken show. You know what we're doing at 4 o'clock, John Cobelt? Maybe you don't know. Well, I, well, I do. I <laughs> He thumbs through the papers. <laughs> yes, um, I have it right here. <laughs> we're having uh, a, a California guy on the air that used to live next door to a man who's going to be executed in Arizona tomorrow for killing a little girl. Isn't that a story? Yeah. And he can tell us a lot about evil because that's what it is. I am pretty much banned. You usually ban things on the show. I'm banning this whole idea that people are crazy. People are mentally ill. There's evil. There's a lot of evil out there. It's just evil. It's not mental illness. It's not crazy. These are people that just hate the world and they're evil. All right. And as you said, they can't be changed. And right. That's often the case with evil. I mean, mental illness, you can do drugs and things to control, and sometimes therapies can work. But evil, I don't think you work that out of people. And where does evil come from? Uh, evil can just be simply a genetic consequence, or it could be from some type of environment where they just went that way. I don't know. Yeah. Well, because when uh, I hear evil, I, I think of... Uh, supernatural references like the devil. I mean, well, the great way to put it, because it's the old time classic, Hitler. Right. Oh, oh, Hitler is mentally ill. No, Hitler was evil. That's it. Evil. Mm. Write it off. <laughs> That's the end. They evil had has to die. They had a really cool story, which I only saw a piece of. I was wandering through the room on 60 Minutes the other night, and uh, they had three rescue workers, and I, I forget what the rescue was, uh, uh, and, but they helped out some some people in distress and saved lives. But they, they were regular people. They did it spontaneously. And the question is, why do some people act altruistically? Why do some people respond right away to help and take a risk, and others don't, or others go out of their way to harm? And it focused on... Uh, a little piece of the brain, which we've talked about before, called the amygdala. Mm -hmm. And the amygdala, if it's too small, you end up as a psychopath. And there have been numerous studies. In fact, these people underwent these MRI scans right on camera. And that people who will do something good, something altruistic, have larger uh, amygdalas and are more sensitive to the world. Uh, which is uh, the, the extreme of being insensitive is to be, you know, a psychopath. The extreme of being, you know, overly sensitive uh, is to, uh, you know, risk your own life, be willing to die for a stranger. And it was fascinating how they w went through the scientific research that they're, they're trying to decode. And that may be where the evil resides in the brain. 
Uh, we have an update on a former L.A. mayor this day of people voting for the next L.A. mayor. It's Tony Villar. Tony Villar, of course, is divorcing his current wife, described as estranged, because I guess the divorce isn't complete yet, a woman named Patricia. And the update from Radar Online, they've been on it lately. Remember, they just had the, the whole thing with uh, Hunter Biden's naked pictures holding a gun. Uh, he, uh, Tony Villar has agreed to cough up tens of thousands of dollars every month. She's going to get spousal support out of him. And I thought he was broke. Wasn't there a real concern when he left the mayor's office that he couldn't keep up his lifestyle because he really didn't have any? Well, he's got, the these, guys? He's got these sleazy lobbying jobs. Yeah, and he got some endorsements. I don't know if they're still around, like a bank and something else. <laughs> yeah, a bank. <laughs> he's going to pay her $20,000 a month beginning. Uh, oh, he already started to pay her on May 1st. And he'll make the payments until they reach a final settlement. The court documents note that Villar will pay Patricia a lump sum of 40000 to help pay her legal bills in the case. So this was a bit of a uh, contested divorce. We do not know the exact reasons. So he can afford to pay 20000 a month? That, that what does is he like doing? A lot. That's over $200,000 a year. Right, just to pay her. So that, that's... Yeah, then he's got his own crazy life. We clean your toilet. Well, we don't hear much about him. Maybe he's not doing much these days. I, I, uh, supposedly I, I, they were married in 2016. This part's also weird. And they separated in 20, June 1st of 2018. However, there was a posting on social media of the two of them celebrating their fifth anniversary in August of 2021 at a romantic dinner. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you think it's uh, like if you were to speculate? on the reason for the separation and divorce. Yeah, I know where you're going. It's probably him screwing around again. Yeah, he found another lady. And, and, where are the women at, guys? And then he yeah. sweet-talks his way back into her life and, you know, romances oh, you're her. Right. It meant nothing, right? Right, right. So then, okay, they celebrate their anniversary. Then all of a sudden, he's out on his ass again because, whoops, uh-oh. Yeah, that could be. Looks like uh, the, the, his little man downstairs led him astray again. I believe in me. He's yeah, got a $4 million Beverly Hills mansion. They purchased in 2021. Okay. All right. What's that? <laughs> Something's not right. All right. When we return, we're going to be talking to uh, City Councilman Joe Buscaino, who's, of course, part of the Rick Caruso for mayor campaign. And we'll get his take on uh, how it might go today in that, in that election. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. In a world of social media, notifications, and pop-ups, it can be near impossible to focus. But now you have the power to beat distractions and make real breakthroughs with Remarkable, the paper tablet. Designed for tasks that demand focus, Remarkable is everything you love about paper in one digital system. It's your favorite thinking spot to take notes, draft, read, organize, and more. See how far you can go with just you and your thoughts at Remarkable.com. Remarkable. The paper tablet. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.